Hello everyone, I am your host Crystal Storm and tonight we're speaking with best-selling author of The Shadows of Other Side contemporary fantasy series, Whitney Hill. Whitney isn't only an author. Aside from writing, she runs her own digital marketing firm and is a practicing astrologer and ancestral witch. As creators, we don't always fit into one box and when multiple paths call to us, are we really living our authentic lives? I think the answer is yes. Tonight, Whitney speaks on how she uses astrology in her life and business, what it means to be an ancestral witch and a multifaceted creator. Ready? Let's take a peek inside Crystal's imagination. Oh my God, the stupid bot messed up my freaking, I fixed it, okay. <laughs> it's always, always something. Uh, hey everybody, welcome on to Crystal's Imagination, episode two. Uh, I am joined by a very special guest, uh, Whitney Hill. I'm gonna let Whitney introduce herself. I am super excited to have Whitney here. Uh, I've also been told that I get the exclusive, so I super, I feel like Oprah today, I was telling her this, uh, that these are, one day I'll turn off my Twitch alerts, um, I am, <laughs> she told me that I had the exclusive uh, in that, that I am the first person that she has spoken to about uh, her astrology practice. I appreciate all the hosts. I love all you guys. Uh, her astrology practice and being an ancestral witch. So this is very, very exciting. Um, also, I will tell you guys, Whitney's a big deal. You don't know this about Whitney, but she is. Uh, we're going to talk about Whitney's writing and her books in June. But you guys should know that Whitney is a best-selling author. Uh, she has been on the cover of Writer's Digest. She is going to be speaking at the Writer's Digest conference in July. July? Yeah. Uh, so Whitney's a big deal, and it's super awesome that Whitney is here, and I get to know Whitney, and it's just amazing. So Whitney, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me, and it, you know, it's really exciting to be talking about this. Like I said, um, I mean, I have an astrology practice, but the whole story behind it, it's not really something that I've like brought up publicly, or, or you know, and I'll kind of mention it here and there, like, oh, Mercury retrograde, but um, digging deep and, and you know, rooting down into it is new, so I'm really excited. This is amazing. Okay. Uh, I know that we're supposed to be digging deep, like you just said, into into astrology and ancestral um, witchcraft and what that means. And, and we're going to have that discussion. But I feel like what we should really talk about is how amazing um, Altered Carbon and the Old Guard is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just, you know, let's talk about the important stuff, because you tweeted about how you had a book idea about those two. And I was immediately like, yes, <laughs> yes. No, I'm so <laughs> mad that we didn't get more of Tak and Kel because like there was so much that could have been done with that, you know, I'm, I don't want to spoil, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, we're talking about it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, but you, just, you know, that bit at the end of season two where her directive to him got flipped around um, yeah. and, and just where we could have gone with that with Kel as the main character. And I was like, she's a kick-ass black woman in a sci-fi <laughs> flick. Like, give me this. <laughs> Just like, yes, yes. She liked one of my tweets on Twitter in season one. Oh I tweeted, God. yeah, her and Poe both liked one of my tweets. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Like, like, wait, Poe, like Oscar Isaac Poe? Uh, Poe from the, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm so terrible with God. names, but the actor who played Poe okay. in, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, I, no, that's a different Poe. I understand what you were saying. Post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can tell where I'm like, ooh, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Chris Connor. Yes. <laughs> no, but just, you know, and then with the old guard, just that idea, like, um, Nikki and, and, and Joe, just their, their relationship. And what does that mean to be immortal lovers? Um, right. so what, you know, how do we combine that kind of dynamic to be, uh, Tak and Kel and then Nikki and Joe. And that was just like, what? So yeah, that's, that's my next big idea. I don't know when I'll get to it, but there we go. Please write this. Yeah. Yeah, please, 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 please write this. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> uh, the old guard is now it, you know, I love John Wick, but then I watched the old guard and I was just like, so this is story plus those John Wick type action scenes with Charlie Theron um, and the, uh, her co-star names. I don't do names. I don't do names. I don't do names, but they, the whole cast was just amazing. Mm -hmm. It was just so, so well done. And I was just like, as, as writers, you're watching this and you're like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's great. 
yeah. So yes, yeah, you need to, you need, that needs to be a book because I, I will read the shit out of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and, and you mm-hmm. know, it is one of those things as writers that we, that we look at something that we love and, and go back and tear it to pieces. Like, why did I love this? Why did it grip me like this? Um, mm-hmm. So just evaluating that, it, it's kind of been a small obsession. Good. Good. These are good obsessions. Yeah, we'll talk more about the writing next month. Okay, I, I, we get, that'll be all like three hour conversation about that. Okay, uh, let's let's stay on top. Um, Whitney, you know this this series with you is really just about you know being authentic and as as writers, kind of as women, biracial women, you know it's very easy to get stuck in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, and we aren't always just one thing. I mean, you especially, you are multiple things. You are just a multitude of things and and you live life loud and, and wonderfully. And I think that's that's absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, your background and how you got into your astrology practice and, you know, maybe link it up to how you became an ancestral witch and just all that. So yeah, go for it. Sure. And I mean, honestly, I think, I think, you know, being authentic and, and proud and loud is something that we share. So I think that's, you know, part of why I'm so glad to be here. Um, that was a journey, honestly, to come to a point where I would discuss things like this because, you know, as, as a teenager, I was all like, okay, I love tarot cards. I love, you know, I Ching and divination and astrology and all of that. And then at some right. point, um, I felt like in order to be taken seriously, I had to set it aside and I wasn't, you know, allowed to do any of the, you know, so-called woo-woo or the, like, the metaphysical stuff. Um, that in order to be successful, I had to set it aside. And, you know, so I went and pursued um, degrees in international relations and international business and had a marketing career and all of that. And at one point, um, actually my Saturn return, everything fell apart. I got divorced. I changed countries. I changed industries. I changed um, career paths, like all within the space of a year. And needed something else to anchor myself at the end of all of that. I came out the other side and was just like, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what to do. Um, I know I'm on a journey, but I don't know where it's taking me. So I came back to astrology and I came back to tarot and crystals and just, you know, just figuring out what called to me. And, you know, in the process of this came to this question of ancestry, which is something I, you know, really long been interested in. And that's kind of led me to where I am today about, you know, being drawing ancestry into witchcraft, Um, because I think a lot of times when you're new to it and you're coming into it, there's some like very basic, um, like a kit almost that you're given, like, here's what you're supposed to do. And, And a lot of it revolves around, you know, Wicca or some of these kind of more prepackaged in some ways, kind of new age, um, beliefs or systems. Or practices and I had to ask myself is this for me because we don't really see a lot of black or biracial or, or you know non-white people in those spaces um, mm-hmm. and in fact we have our own heritage and our own ancest- uh, ancestral practices so I did start out like okay I have to have an atheme and I have to have you know the chalice and I have to have like <laughs> I had to acquire all these. Your, your checklist, yeah. 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 <laughs> these are the things you must have if you're going to be a witch. You're going to be right. a real witch, and you must do your magic in this way, and you must, you know, cast a spell at this time. And I'm just like, none of it really clicked for me. I mean, right. so sitting there and just going, okay, well, wait a minute. What about my practice? You know, I, I had a DNA test, so I know that my ancestors came largely from Nigeria and from Ghana. So, you know, what practices are going on there? Um, I know that where I live in the United States, you know, there are some certain things that I might want to learn about the land. I might want to honor the land and the people, not appropriate, not, you know, take on some Native American practices that's not for me, but honor the land and learn about the people and, and, you know, um, even small things like eating local food. So how do I pull all of that together into a practice that's mine, that feels authentic to me? And actually works for me, something I can stick with. So that's, um, yeah, that's the journey from teenager to now. <laughs> that's amazing. And I love, I love so much about how you talked about taking kind of the prepackaged, like things that we're supposed to do and, and making it your own and finding what worked for you. Because 
a lot of times it's, I think spirituality can be so hard for people because once you get in, you're looking for like the way, mm-hmm. like what is the way and kind of the, I don't, know, I don't even want to call it a ruse, but the thing about spirituality is there's not a way there's you, mm-hmm. you are the way, you know, it technically, and you know, you, you talk, talk to somebody about that who come from maybe like I did, I came from like a Catholic background. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, um, you know, somebody who's looking for structure and you're telling them that there is no structure and their brain just kind of goes, well, that's fake. Like, what do you mean there's no structure? You know, like there's, <laughs> um, so I think it's, it's really hard for, for a lot of people to, to find their spirituality because it is all about you and it's about yourself. And it's about, like you said, you kind of had like a dark night of the soul where you're like, I need something. And that's what, and that's what you came back to. Yeah, no. And it's, you know, it is again coming back to is this for me in so many ways is this is it appropriating if i use this you know i don't know shit about indian spiritual practices i'm not going to use chakras i will talk about mm. energy points i will talk about movement mm-hmm. but i'm not going to take terms and practices that i don't know and frankly that i don't understand um mm-hmm. i you know like i said i have you know some nigerian heritage i have some ghanaian heritage i'm not i'm going to study ifa but I'm not going to come out and pretend that I know all about it. Um, right. So it's it's finding that fine line between appreciation, between study, and then what do I actually just need to say, okay, maybe this is not for me to practice, or maybe I need to go find somebody who can initiate me into this. Mm-hmm. 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 I love that. I love that. I think that that makes it really authentic to you, and I think that it probably has made your practice stronger and probably even your magic mm-hmm. really, I mean, really kind of on point. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, I, I, you know, people, and I was, I, there's someone I follow on Instagram who uh, she's always making fun of like the law of three um, because she just doesn't practice that. And so many witches, when they come into that, they, it's like that threefold law, you know, and then you have to practice this. And if you don't, then you're not a real witch. And I, you know, there's amazing conversations that witches have among themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people need to understand that a lot of these practices are going to be very personal to you. And that doesn't make them any less powerful. If like you say, you're coming at it from an honest place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even if we just take the rule of three or, um, you know, what you put out comes back to you. Well, in other traditions, you know, curses and hexes are necessary to achieve balance. Mm. And, you know, when we want to talk about this good vibes only kind of thing, first of all, my understanding is that that's kind of an appropriation of, again, Indian practices. But Mm -hmm. good vibes only, if you think about it, is unbalanced to saying we should be happy all the time or we should be like nobody would say, you know, it's okay to be angry all the time. Why is it okay to be happy all the time, but not angry or sad or anything else? Just be a balance, right? Yeah, finding yeah. that I don't know for uh, me, it's gone. It's gone better with magic. Just finding the balance, not casting hexes or, or curses. <laughs> that's not that's not part of my practice right now. <laughs> but you know, she's that right now. She's that right now. Watch out, y'all. We leave it open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I do what I gotta do. I do no harm, but uh, I take no shit. We're putting it that way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's it. We're done. That's it. The podcast is over. That's it. We're, we've talked about everything we need to talk about. Don't even worry about. It. Uh, no, you know what? That the new age kind of movement got hit hard with that. And I under and I understand that because that's kind of where you start. Like when you you've kind of fall into spirituality and you're researching on the internet or whatever, you'll find a lot of that going around that, you know, it's all happy, happy, joy, joy. You must get rid of all these negative thoughts. And that really ignores the shadow work that is required to to bring your, you know, your life in full. I mean, I know for me personally that I kind of had a dark night of the soul found my spirituality because it was the only thing that made sense in my life. Um, And I also fell into that, okay, well, all this negative shit, I just have to get rid of it. And I just ignored it. And then all of a sudden it came and it just slapped me upside the back of the head. It was like, okay, happy, happy, joy, joy, all this trauma you don't want to talk about. Here we are. And they all showed up at the same fucking time. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh, Talk a little bit about why it's so important to not ignore shadow work. Because <laughs> you can hear from somebody who's not me. <laughs> All the time I'm on Twitter, I'm like, meditate, but don't ignore your shadow work. <laughs> it it, it kind of comes, I believe the, the term is spiritual bypassing, where you're only focusing mm-hmm. on the good. You're only focusing on, I want these good things. If you never sat down and figured out the shit in your life, 
how can you possibly understand what can grow out of it? You know, um, and just looking at it from an astrological perspective, everybody wants to be, you know, on Jupiter's side. Everybody likes Jupiter, you know, good guy, big abundance. But we got to work with Saturn. Saturn is over here saying, well, wait a minute. Did you learn from that? Because if not, that's when he's going to come and get you on, you know. <laughs> so and, and it comes, you know, it, for me, it does always come back to balance. You can't have light without darkness. You have mm-hmm. to have two halves of the whole. And, and just from the perspective of healing, ignoring something isn't healing it. I mean, if you cut your arm and just ignore it and get dirt in it and, and just keep, you know, aggravating it and ignoring it and ignoring it, you're going to get septic and you lose your arm. Like, that's not, you know, that's not how we address healing. We address healing by looking at the concern, looking at the problem, looking at the challenge and addressing it with balance by, you know, you know, taking care of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think as well that, you know, a lot of times when, when you, if you are jumping into whatever spiritual practice, just in general, that you were jumping into and you encounter your own shit, for lack of a better word, you know, don't be afraid to seek that help because I feel like spirituality plus therapy is, mm-hmm. would heal the world. Like the whole world would just be healed. <laughs> yeah, no, I, to- I totally agree with that. I mean, I had therapy for years um, and it was when I combined therapy with spirituality that I did start to say, oh, this is the root of my issue. And that was the real breakthrough was just like, oh shit, okay, this is why I'm behaving like this. This is why I do this in relationships. This is why I do this thing. Okay, well, now now I know what I can do. I can take a step back. I can do this. I can heal. Um, but you have right. to look at it. Do your shadow work. Do your shadow work. Do it. Wait. Then meditate. Do it. Then do your shadow work. Do it. Do it. Okay. Whitney, talk about, you know, I've had guests on the show before that have, that have given astrology primers, so I don't really want to do that, but I would love to talk about how you got into astrology and more importantly, like how you're using it in your business and how it's kind of helping you um, navigate transit or just take advantage of just like opportunities that people just don't know are there. Yeah. So getting into it, I am a control freak. I need to love feel it. like I, <laughs> I can do something about anything. And for me, that really is the beauty of astrology. I cannot control the stars. I cannot control the energy that's flowing. But I can look at a situation and say, oh, the energy is inclined toward this. Here's what I can do about it. Here's the action I can take or not take um, in order to, you know, you know, take myself as an energetic being and flow with it, flow against it, whatever I feel like I need to be doing. when we're talking about like business, for example, that has so many applications. I mean, that can be anything from um, choosing an election, like for example, election. So an election, I'm not sure if you've covered it, but just a date and time that is favorable um, for a certain outcome. So okay. I do that for launching books. We don't just launch books okay. whenever the hell. Um, okay. We, okay. <laughs> we say, you know, is the planet ruling the matter, which Mercury is writing his books. Um, is that in a good place? We look at the sun. Sun's about promotion. We look at Jupiter and Venus. We want those to be as the benefics. We want those to be in good condition. Um, flip side, we want the malefics, Mars and Saturn, to be you know less strong so that we're not impeding the flow of good things toward us. Um, so that's a little bit more advanced, and I'm you know I'm, it's something I'm just picking up and learning. But um, anything from launching books to a grand opening to a relaunch to just simply, when am I going to have a kind of touchy conversation with a client? You know, if I know that something's coming up and I want to make sure this goes smoothly, well, maybe I want to make sure that, you know, like Mercury, Venus, and the moon, for example, are in harmonious, you know, situations. Um, right. So it's just, you know, it's not just, I'm a sun in Aquarius, and that means that I should be doing this. It's like, no, you know, I also have a, a Mars and Aries. I know that I need to be in charge. I know that I need to be doing certain things for a business. Um, so it is both the business and yourself, you know, looking beyond your son. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. I'm sitting here going, Whitney, will you read my chart? <laughs> <laughs> will you just, we're, we're going to talk later. We're going to talk, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. So 
talk about now let's talk about the practical applications of that and talk about how that's helped you like mm -hmm. and you you said that you know you don't launch just launch a book wherever whenever you know you look at all those things and your first book went bestseller Mm -hmm. So yeah, obviously it worked for you. So that's, that's actually the irony. I launched that book before I understood anything about elections. I chose, I, love it. I chose a random ass date. <laughs> Mercury was retrograde. <laughs> it's not awesome. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, at the time I was like, it was yeah, retrograde and you lost your book. Uh -huh. And it just went okay. Well, here's the thing. Mercury's a lie. And this is this, well, no, and this is this is I think a really key point for everybody listening is that planetary transits are not something that we should wait on. We should never wait for a perfect transit or because there is no perfect transit. Um, we look at transits to see when is optimal or a good time or when we need to you know think about mitigating. Um, in my case, when I later learned about Mercury being retrograde on my launch date. Um, that was good for me to take a step back and say, oh, okay, it's retrograde. It might take the book a little bit longer to find success than it would mm. otherwise. It doesn't mean it's going to fail, but it means right. I'm going to have to bust my ass on promotion. It means I'm going to have to mm -hmm. be very, very patient for, you know, shit to come through. Um, I'm going to need to be quick with writing the next book. So I have something else coming. Um, so it's just like, what are the other things that I can do to mitigate, you know, that, <laughs> that choice right yeah but the next That's book amazing. um i did see there was going to be a i think it was a venus saturn square on the day that i chose and went uh shit this is all in houses regarded income and i like no we don't want saturn blocking income <laughs> so smart. i pushed smart, smart. So i pushed it back a month and it was fine you know and, and it's done you know it's done pretty well so fantastic yeah yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly. So, yeah, you're on cover of like Writer's Digest now. It's so awesome. Congrats <laughs> yeah. on that. Thank you. Yeah, that yeah, was that's a cool. that was a goal. So, <laughs> oh, oh, you do, do you have a vision board? No, and that's the thing. I never, I've never used vision boards. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's just I, I keep saying like, oh, I should sit down and do this. It's just not something. It's just not how I, I work really. I do mm -hmm. to do lists, which. Pretty much the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Like a Trello board is basically my vision board. Um, but it's just like, okay, yeah. well, what like what am I trying to do? What are the goals? And what about you know? So yeah. Mm -hmm. You're still hyper focusing on it, so you're getting the same result. Yeah, and that's just the yeah. thing. You know, knowing exactly what you want, um, and believing it with your whole heart and feeling it. What's it going to feel like when I get this thing? And just rounding that. I love that you said that too, because I feel like a lot of people lose that in manifestations. Like I hate, I hate the secret and I love the secret. Like I have a love hate relationship with that secret shit because it kind of introduced people to this whole like law of attraction thing. But I feel like it did it in a dishonest way because you're not just sitting around thinking, I want this thing. 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 You know, like, yeah. like that's, that's definitely step one, but I feel like people lose a lot of steps. <laughs> in between all that i mean speak, yeah. i mean you, you, yeah speak like if you if you if what are whitney's whitney's steps to manifestation so i mean what i i'm developing my own but at the same time i'm taking an excellent course um mm. it's, it's it's called eternal flame it's about candle magic it's with damien and amaya Ooh. rourke and sounds amazing yeah and they provide a really good framework there that actually lines up really well with how i function just with my astrological chart and just in my daily life. Um, but there's kind of, you know, these three pillars. Know very clearly what the fuck you want. Because there are so many people, they think they want this thing. They do not. Or they don't want some part of it. So there's a lot of people who say, like, I want to be successful. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be, like, the biggest whatever. But then mm -hmm. they don't want the criticism that comes with it. They don't want to, you know, risk being canceled. Um, they don't, there's some aspect of that that they don't want. And it goes back to what we were saying about shadow work. Haven't accepted yeah. all of the aspects of this thing that they think they want. So sit down and get real clear on what that is and decide like, okay, what are the negative things? Like, again, balance. What are the negative things that come with that? Yeah. Because, you know, just as we all have gifts, there's going to be something that needs to balance that. Um, need to feel it. <laughs> you know, if you're saying... 
I want a thousand dollars. Like, okay, like, fuck, everybody wants a thousand dollars. We want to feel that thousand. Like, what are we going to get? And how amazing is that going to feel to have that? Like, what, am I going to go on a trip? How does it feel to travel again? Am I going to invest in my business? How's it going to feel to know that I have done something for myself rather than, you know, having to go to job? Um, right. And then, like, something that, that um, Amaya and Damien, you know, really brought home for me was grounding it. So what are you doing, you know, magically or otherwise to bring it into the physical realm? Um, yeah. And a thought that I had the other day, because I, I learned French um, ages ago, and their word for protest is manifestation. So manifestation is protest. So if we think about that, we break it down. To manifest is to act. It is to forcefully fight for something that you want. You can sit here and say, I want $1,000. I want business success. What are you doing to -hmm. achieve that? What are you doing to Mm -hmm. fight for what you want? And it doesn't have to be like, <laughs> That's her Mars and Aries talking right there. She's I'm like, like I'm ready to fight everybody. It's the strongest planet in my chart. It's not my chart ruler, but it's the strongest planet in my chart. And I'm always ready to fight somebody. Um, but it's like, what have I done today? And this is something that I have to ask myself every day. What have I done to action this in the world? Have I studied something? Have I sought information? Have I made a connection? Have I... Posted on Twitter, like, what have I done towards the thing that I say that I want? So, you know, pulling that all together, know exactly what you want. Um, Make sure that you actually want it. Think about how you're feeling with that, you know, ground it with something magically in the physical world and then actually take action toward it. I love those so much. She's like, don't even read the, don't even read the secret. I I haven't read it. I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't even read it y'all just just come here don't even worry about it. don't even worry about it <laughs> that's amazing um so whitney there's a new moon tonight mm-hmm. uh so just talk really briefly about um you know uh the kind of like is there any significance to this new moon and and what can you know the average person say they've never heard of a fucking new moon before in their life and they're like so what <laughs> <laughs> like, what should i do tonight should i do anything tonight do i have to get naked under the moon tonight like what are we doing <laughs> No, so one nice way to think of the moon um, is in terms of its cycles. Um, and if we think of a new moon, it is co- it's a completely blank slate. It is not reflecting any light from, from the sun because it's in fact, you know, in front of the sun. Um, we can't see it. So we're thinking of, you know, for example, seeds that are in the ground. Um, they cannot be seen by anyone, but that doesn't mean nothing is happening. So if we're talking new moons, we're thinking what seeds are we planting at this time? As we're looking towards uh, waxing phases, what are we growing? As the moon grows in fullness, what are we trying to grow and to manifest and to um, increase in the world? Two weeks later, we have the full moon. So it's like, what are we trying to bring to completion? Um, and then as the moon is waning, is there anything that we want to decrease? Do we, you know, and, and there's so many ways to do this. I mean, it doesn't have to be just you know, cutting things out of your life. It could also be, um, how do I decrease obstacles from this thing that I planted at the new moon? So, you know, start of the new moon, we have this thing, grow, 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 grow. And then how do I remove, remove, remove things from the way? Um, I think the other important thing to remember about moons is that the new moon, so this is today's Taurus new moon. Taurus full moon will be in six months. So we're not just working in two week cycles, we are working in six month cycles. So whatever you start today, what do you want to come to completion in six months? Love it. As you know, as we go through every new moon, every full moon, every new moon, every full moon, you know, if we're looking at an astrological chart, how is that progressing through each house? you know, each area of your life, what can you do in each area of your life as we go through each phase or um, each sign in new moons and full moons? Love that. Love that. 
I think that's really good advice for people. All right. So we covered, you know, I think we covered, you know, shadow work. We covered some manifestation shift. We covered how you personally use astrology kind of in your business just to take advantage of just opportunities. And I love that. It's literally like, I mean, you said, I mean, you launched a book on, you know, Mercury retrograde and nothing bad happened. It just took a little longer, but it's still, I mean, it still worked out for you just fine. Um, and I think I really love the idea of just using astrology just to take advantage of things. Like you even said to say, you know what, let me just look at what the energy is going to be like today. Oh, it's going to be one of those days. Let me just get my head right for it. Um, <laughs> and I, I do, I do want to caution people like, do not get obsessed. You don't need to do an election for everything in your life. You don't need to check your chart every time you send an email, you know, like be cool. No, because there are people who, as soon as they learn about this, they're like, oh my God, I have to check my chart because I can't send this email until like Mercury's on the ascendant or Mercury's on the midheaven. And it's like, no, just send the fucking email, just send it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a guide it's just a guide it's, it's just a guide. that's that's all it is it's just it's just a guide look plenty of people live their lives and never know about this shit and they're fine mm -hmm. just chill mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm not i'm not gonna make fun of people i'm not making fun of people chill okay we're gonna get a big more peak so when we come back, we are going to dive deep into uh, Whitney's uh, 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 words. We're going to dive deep into Whitney's ancestral witchcraft practice. Um, talk a little bit about that, what that means. Um, and if you are looking to kind of get into that practice yourself, I'll let Whitney give you guys some tips. All right. Take a two minute break, stand up, stretch, but not on uh, Twitch because you can't do that on Twitch. Uh, if you are listening to this on YouTube or your podcast of choice, I hope you are liking, subscribing and commenting. It would help us out a lot. And we'll be right back. All right. I am back with Whitney. We were talking shit about y'all during the break. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Whitney, what is your astrological sign? Just out of curiosity. I know that it's more than that. Yeah. So sun, moon, rising is Aquarius, Libra, Cancer. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that that's awesome it's the uh the mother hen who will talk your head off <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I was, about, I was just thinking about like all three of those just from like just for my gentle knowledge of like astrology i'm like <laughs> yes yes you talk shit about her friends whitney will kill you yeah <laughs> no no but, she, <laughs> no but that's funny because everybody's like oh cancer they're just so sweet and i'm like no cancer has claws they will murder you <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't mess with our people. Mom, These are my Libra. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, mm -mm, I don't know nothing about Whitney. Okay, <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, Whitney, yeah, talk to us a little bit about you know what it means to be an ancestral witch, and you know your practice, and get into it. Let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So it's um, I kind of take it in a few different ways. Um, the first way is just. I do come from a lineage of women who have seen and spoken to spirits. Um, just flat out, there's a ghost, she knocks on the door, and people in my family have a conversation. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Your family's brave. I don't, I don't do ghosts. I don't do no ghosts. <laughs> mm -mm, I don't do ghosts. No, and it's, you know, and it, it comes through in various ways. You know, I, um, I personally have had some kind of brushes with some malevolent, um forces that I, I just i think that was when i came around to the idea that like yes this shit is real um mm -hmm. uh so you know just that that connection a natural connection whether you acknowledge it or not that things are reaching through people are reaching through um energies or or you know entities are reaching through and, and trying to be noticed um and then it's also kind of like we were talking about earlier with what is my lineage, um, not just in terms of, you know, ancestry, but also in terms of spiritual practice, in terms of um, things I do. So um, Asfadello uh, is a is a you know person on Twitter. It goes by Ward uh, Ward Weave, I believe, on Twitter. Um, really strong ancestral um, practitioner, and I was fortunate enough to be able to get a, a reading with them and just. The connections there um, in that reading were just so powerful. I was, I was crying. I was laughing. I was like, oh, my God. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, because, you know, just some of the things that came through to to them um, were incredible. And, you know, 
He was like, your ancestors are so loud. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm trying to talk to him, but you know, I just, I'm new to this. <laughs> oh, wow. And this is literally the last couple of months because I am trying to add um, not just a scientific understanding of ancestry because up to now, it has been largely scientific, you know, the 23andMe, um, looking at the X chromosome and who's represented there. Um, mm -hmm. But then also now trying to get into a daily practice. So Ash really helped with um, laying out what that can look like. So for me, that looks like um, having an altar with um, each of the four elements represented. So there's a glass of water, there's um, some small you know, amounts of food, there's incense for air, and then we've also got candles um, because we have fire. And it's just taking you know, some time every morning to make offerings and to you know, honor both blood and kind of spiritual limit, uh, lineage. So not just you know, those of my family who I know he had no name um there was you know there's spaces for them to mark whether they were able-bodied or not or if they had ever been you know fugitive and that was just so <laughs> like incredibly difficult um yeah and so it was it was in working with Ash and in working just with my own practice that I started coming to terms with this idea that I don't have to know who I come from in order to make a connection to them and that's been just really important for me because it is frustrating that, you know, my mom, my mom is white. I can, I can trace her family back to the Mayflower and beyond. Um, right. I, I, <laughs> it comes to my dad's side and I'm stuck. So having something where I can still make an offering, I can still call out, I can still offer blessings and gratitude because that's so important is to say like, you know what? for those who are well and kindly and favorable toward me. <laughs> Again, I'm going to thank Ash for telling me those words because not all of your ancestors are um, in favor of you. You know, mm. um, mm -hmm. some of my ancestors were slave owners. I know that. Mm. And mm. those ancestors would probably not favor my position in life right now. <laughs> right. So right. it's like, them. we don't want to talk to them. No, right. <laughs> or, you know, some people might have um, ancestors who didn't like gay people or didn't like people who had left the church or, you know, like whatever wasn't in alignment with their beliefs. So it's like, how do we speak to the people who are in alignment with us, regardless of whether or not we know their names and, you know, in honoring them, honor ourselves, but then also, you know, gain that support for the things we're trying to do in our life. Yeah. The other thing I've learned <laughs> in these, awesome. I love this. Yeah. yeah, like in these studies and in these readings that I've gotten from people um, and just talking to um, people in the spiritual community who are, you know, far more better practiced and informed than I am at this point is that it does have to be reciprocal. So, you know, it's a theme we keep coming back to shadow work and balance and give and take. Um, we don't just give things, we don't just give offerings, we can also say, I would like this in return. Right. Help me to honor our family name, help me to increase the prestige of our lineage. You know, I'm a writer, so my lineage could well include Octavia Butler. I would love right. to claim her as my lineage. Um, right. And, you know, hope that she sees another black woman who's determined and, you know, says, so be it, see to it, and gets that shit done, you know. We can ask them for blessings. We can ask them for help. Sometimes I just ask them for courage. <laughs> Some days are a bit too much. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just 
I'm, I'm so pleased to, to offer you these things. I'm grateful for what you have brought me in the past. I'm grateful for what you're bringing to me now. I'm grateful for what you will bring to me in future. And right now, I need this. I need a little bit of courage. I need a little bit of faith. I need patience. Right. I need support. Um, yeah. Sometimes we ask them for big cheeky things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> they're, not they're there for you. So at least the ones that are favorable. But um, right. So it's just it's day by day building that practice and relationship and 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 leaning into what feels good for you. Um, you know, maybe some people don't want to do the whole the whole four elements. Um, maybe some people want to add something. Maybe they want to do something different. Maybe they want to add flowers. Maybe they want to you know. But like we were saying, how do you make it authentic to you and how do you make it authentic to what feels right and good in your heart and what feels honest? Yeah. I'm just, you know what, that's, <laughs> I'm loving how you approach your practice because it feels so honest and authentic just to hear you talk about it. And, I, and I'm sitting here pondering as well because I have, I mean, I'm biracial too. And I think because I'm biracial, it, sometimes at least for me i didn't have an attachment to culture uh, my mom is like half white half puerto rican but she was adopted so i grew up in a pretty traditional like roman catholic white virginia family so mm -hmm. you can just imagine but i mean we moved around so much that i was in a cultural mixing pot of diversity like i went to school with all kinds of kids rednecks black kids white kids like you name it like it was never a problem growing up mm -hmm. and then you become an adult and you realize that the world doesn't see you as how i grew up they see you as you know how you look mm -hmm. um and you know what your hair looks like you know that sort of thing and so when i dove deep into my spirituality i never even thought to you know kind of find out like well who was my father and you know dive deep into that but it's interesting i love hearing you talk about ancestry because i've done a couple of and i'm very slowly like learning you know um tarot and practicing with oracle cards and stuff and i've gotten a couple readings where the card was like you might want to dig back into homeland mm -hmm. and i've gotten a couple of those that popped up where it was just like it's just a it's an oracle card and it's just homeland and when you read the description it just talks about like getting to your roots and like finding mm -hmm. that kind of stuff out so i'm like i might have to I might have to dig into that at some point just to just to see what's there because I feel like I'm all the time I'm I you know you you I wake up in the morning and I'm grateful and I'm, but I'm always grateful to just these nameless spirit guides as I call them just around helping me out the little fuck I don't know who the fuck they are they help out so I love them fuck they are I love them they're great no and it's it's Hello. interesting that you've mentioned your father and home or homeland because that's kind of all ruled by the fourth house in astrology um, okay so you'll have you know. The fourth house is father because it's it's hidden. Anybody could be your father. Mm -hmm. Your mother is seen to be carrying you. Therefore, mm. she's represented by the 10th house. People like to flip that around. They say, oh, it's 10th house. It's career. It's got to be your dad. No, no, no. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> <that's it. laughs> but, you know, second of all, like if we think about it, who is seen with you in the world? The 10th house is the top of your chart. It's the most visible area. So just, yeah, I don't know. I just find it interesting. I, I, I kind of want to know what's going on in your fourth house to see like homeland, father, all these things. Um, and I do just want to reiterate for listeners, it's okay if you don't know, you know, who your father is, who your mother is, um, if you were adopted. You can still have a connection with blood ancestors, mm -hmm. with lineage ancestors, with spiritual ancestors. Um, mm -hmm. People, spirits, they're there for you. People do care. And there's energy available to you. So I don't, you know, I just don't want people to walk away feeling like, well, I don't know who this person is, so I have nothing. Like, no, you do have something. Um, I love that. It's, you know, it's just sitting with yourself, finding out what that connection is for you. What does it mean for you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and I feel like people should definitely, whatever they're called to do, dive into that because a lot of times, and I think for a lot of us, um, there is points in our life where there's just this feeling of aloneness. And it can be really very kind of soul deep. Um, so I feel like it's so important in those moments to kind of remember that even if there's not a physical presence, there is something there. And like you said, you know, there's some ancestors that don't want to fuck with you. And then there's some that are just, they've been, they've had your back all along and you had no fucking idea. 
and they have just been there. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be making offerings. Like, so I was, I was in the store, like freaking out. Cause I was like, okay, well I've just quit my job. I got to be careful about money and I've, but I want to get these flowers and I want to get this incense. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. And then I heard a voice very clearly. We don't want you to be broke. <laughs> the goddess doesn't want you to be broke. The ancestors don't want you to be broke. Spirit, source, whoever the fuck, they don't want you to be broke. That's not in your highest and best to have nothing. Yeah. You know, so it's not about do I have the most to offer? Do I? It's it's like, are you coming to this with a an open heart and and again authenticity? That's yeah. it. Figure out who the fuck you are. Have fun on that journey, and it'll change <laughs> all the time. It'll change. It'll it will. Fluctuate. It will. <laughs> So much, and it's and it's not, and you're not being dishonest either. It's just you will just, it's just, just be authentic in that moment, mm -hmm. in these, in these, in these individual moments. Now, you talked about the goddess too. And I was going to ask you. So you spoke very strongly about how you're you're connecting with with your ancestors. Um, do you connect with deity? Because I know that's that's a common practice in in Wiccan witchcraft, however, whatever we're calling it. Um, I see it in terms of different faces of the same energy source. So okay. it kind of for me depends on. What am I trying to work on at any given time? Um, who is speaking to me at any given time? So I have always, always, always been fascinated with ancient Egypt, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I don't fucking know if I've got any ancestry in ancient Egypt. I don't think I do. But something, I say something, I've looked at, so yeah. there's, um, I don't know if you're familiar with astrocartography. It's fascinating. It's like my new favorite thing. Um, this sounds amazing. Please continue. <laughs> I've got a line that runs right through Alexandria. Um, and these, so these lines will be kind of crossings of your angles. So your ascendant, your midheaven, your descendant, and your nadir. And the various planets and uh, the nodes as well you can do. Um, mm -hmm. And they'll kind of give you this idea of what kind of experience you're going to have of a place. So right now I'm living... Um, very, very close to my moon IC line. And that's also something that I have in my natal chart. And that is like, this place viscerally feels like home. I've never felt so at home. Um, going back to Alexandria, that's got one of the nodes on another angle. I can't remember which one. So it's like, there will be a very kind of spiritual, like soul deep um, connection there if I were ever to be able to go. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, you know, like as we're talking about deities, I, you know, and I, I come at, kind of coming to understand um, astro cartography or astro, astro locality. I think one of them is um, copyrighted or it was for a while. Um, then it's kind of starting to say, oh, okay, maybe this is why I connect more with the Egyptian faces of, you know, goddess or spirit um, than with, you know, other areas. Um, I also like Ishtar quite a bit. It kind of appeals to my like, Big mad Mars. <laughs> um, but I've also got, you know, Venus and a fire sign. And Venus was actually a war goddess originally. Like, we all have Aphrodite, and she's cute, and she's pretty, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, yes, that is one face of Venus. But right. we can't lose sight of the fact that she was a sign of war. I had no idea about this. I just, holy shit, I had no idea. Yeah. I have read so many things about Venus and I have never heard to her referred this way. Yeah, so if we look at Ishtar, Ishtar was, you know, in, in the sky, Venus, the planet, goddess mm -hmm. Ishtar. Blood, sex, war, like, and I was like, I'm on it. I, am I on love Venus. Yeah, <laughs> that's my homegirl right there. Um, <laughs> if we look at Hathor, even, so, you know, she, the cow goddess who's, about pleasure and beauty and, and you know, uh, drunkenness, actually. Another point in her favor. Um, she is another face of Sekhmet. So the destroyer goddess who, you know, Ra sent to, to end the world and she bathed it in blood. And they had to brew up this huge vat of beer and color it red so that she would think it was blood and drink it and go to sleep. So it's like, <laughs> see, I love it. I could go on all day about ancient Egypt. But, you know, so it's like, <laughs> we're going to play three episodes, three episodes of Winnie. The next one's all about ancient Egypt. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if we're talking about astrology, we're talking about charts, we're talking about um, witchcraft and the goddess, 
for me, it really is about like learning your chart and understanding which faces of the goddess are really going to resonate with you. For me, it's the ones with a lot of duality. It's the ones with um, unapologetically like assertive Venus type figures. Um, and then it's also, you know, as a writer, I'm looking at um, various writing, you know, Seshat is one that's like really, really not really discussed at all. Um, but as a, you know, as a component to Thoth, where yeah, like he's the writer, but then she managed the library. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Where are you going to keep all the shit that you wrote in the library? Like she manages the years and what the reason. So, you know, it's just um, picking a face that is representative of the energy that I'm trying to work with at any given time. I feel like once you are comfortable doing this, you need to have like a section somewhere on your website where this is like all the shit Whitney says that you should read because I want that list personally because I'm like, I want to know what you know right now about all of that. I'm like, girl, tell me how I can get this knowledge because I love it. I love the way you approach all this. It's so good. Thank you. <laughs> so good. On that same, kind of on that same vein, um, and... Uh, if there's anyone, anybody have questions uh, in chat, have questions for Whitney, please let me know um, right now so I can uh, kind of pass them on to her and she can answer them. We'll do a like Q&A. Um, but while we're waiting for that, you know, if somebody, you know, they want to, you know, get into this and kind of dip their toe in, what would you recommend? Um, again, kind of figure out what it is that you're trying to do. Figure out what it is you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are. Um, figure out what draws you. So I am incredibly attracted to the woods and rivers so you know if you're trying to figure out where to go what to do what draws you and it, it can even be you know a space in your home are you drawn to the bedroom are you drawn to the kitchen are you you know because these are all they all have their own spirits um mm. and speaking of that is why i tell people you know you can pray for new energy or pray for new things to happen all you want clean your damn house before you do any of this shit. <laughs> we're done. We're done. Uh, how would you recommend people clean their house? Besides, you know, the normal, like, do you think they need some sage? They need to, you know, open up some windows, uh, bang some pots and pans around. What's kind of, what's well, your practice? Yeah, no, I, I, I clean the house traditionally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I also open the windows to let in airflow to, you know, exchange, because we're trying to clear out stagnation. Um, right. So stagnant air, stagnant energy, clear that out. I also walk around and ring bells. I don't know why mm. I started doing that. It's just a thing that felt right, so I do it. <laughs> Love it, yeah. Um, it freaks my cats out. But um, And just going through and saying, um, I welcome only those spirits who are here in my highest and best. I welcome only those spirits who are favorable to me. Everybody else, get the fuck out. And just tell them, yeah. like, get out, get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I love that. And I've, uh, I haven't encountered that malevolent guy since I've started doing this. <laughs> Actually, since I've gotten cats. We well. have one next door who tried to come in and we had to, had to take care of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's next door just chilling right now. I, and I feel bad because there are like four college girls that live next door. And I kind of want to knock on their house and be like, y'all got a motherfucker in here. Y'all need to tell him to go. But I don't like, I don't, yeah, I don't, but I don't think they're down with that. So I, I'm like really torn because my, my girlfriend, like she can, she's like, she can just feel it. Like she just knows he's there. Like, mm -hmm. like before I even brought it up, she's like, oh no, there's something next door. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's something next door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you well, want to warn people, but. No, but you know, if, if they don't want to hear it, then you're doing more harm than good. Cause then you're creating more, you know, anxiety around it. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. It feeds, it feeds yeah. that, so. Yeah, nothing like that. But yeah, all right, clean your house. I love it. Uh, figure out kind of areas, spaces, things that you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, are there any people that you have really resonated with as kind of like teachers that you would recommend people to just look up to see if they resonate the same? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a really great community on Twitter. That's, you know, where I kind of encountered everybody. Um, that's where I really started to piece together my understanding of animism as a thing um, and not just as like, me being a hippie. <laughs> I always kind of, I always wrote myself off for the longest time. I'm like, oh God, I'm so weird. But there's a whole community of people who are just like me and it's amazing. No. Um, oh my God. So Sam Reynolds is, you know, first and foremost, always. Um, he's my astrology teacher. He is a skeptic turned pro astrologer. He didn't believe in astrology. He started out um, trying to disprove it. <laughs> that, I love those people. Yeah. I need to talk to him for real. I love that. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, but he's, love that. He's great if you've got any astrology questions. Um, Jason Fleming, who goes by Sagittarian Mind, is another great astrology teacher. Um, Amaya Rourke is fantastic. Um, Feral Venefica on Twitter. Um, she's who's really, she, she got me started off on this kind of grounded um, practice with the land and with ancestors. And she also pointed me to Ash, who is Ward Weave on Twitter, um, mm -hmm. for more of a in-depth ancestral practice. Um, and then Amaya's partner, um, Damien, who is, you know, uh, really, really just an incredible magical pr practitioner, um, really grounded. Um, like I said, they've got a course going right now that I think they're going to be doing again. Um, so if you're looking to ground your practice and structure it around something that is actually concrete and not just like actual right. rule. <laughs> um, you know, and he's been practicing for 20 or 30 years. So, like, so, so since he was young, yeah. very, very young. Um, right. So, um, those, those are the big people who have really influenced me um, in a positive way and kind of provided pieces to the puzzle and, you know, really guided me towards finding my own way. Love that. Love it. If there was uh, one little piece of wisdom that you could impart, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, one little piece of wisdom that you could impart to somebody who really wants to kind of live loudly and be their authentic self, what would you say to them? Fuck everybody else. It's pure and simple. Um, it's, it's so hard. It's so easy to say and so hard to do. And I say like, Keep it, so I just put a blog post out for my writing, my writing business, which is keep your eyes on your own paper. Um, and that's really about paying attention to your own projects, your own money, your own, you know, certifications or degrees and your own business, the tax, the legal, everything else. You don't need to be worrying about anybody else. You need to, you don't need to be worrying about, you know, what are they thinking of you? What are they doing? Blah, 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 blah. Putting all your energy outward means that you're not saving any for yourself. You're not setting up these boundaries to say, well, wait, what is for me and what is, you know, what am I doing as a performance? Um, and when I was starting out, you know, as an astrologer on Twitter, I was so anxious to be liked by all of the other astrologers. There's so many big names and there's so many people who are doing amazing things and they all right. seem to know each other. <laughs> And they all tag each other. I want to be in your group. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, they've met in person at conferences or they just have been around for so long. You know, they've been around someone since, you know, for 12 years now. Right. They know each other. Who the fuck am I? They don't know. I, you know, I haven't, right. I haven't offered anything to the community, but I'm still sitting here going, guys, let me in. And it's like, well, me wait a minute. If I'm spending all my time sitting here feeling bad about like, they're not letting me in. Right nothing for me i've contributed nothing i've developed nothing i've thought of nothing for myself i haven't even figured out who the fuck i am right so that is you know coming back to it fuck everybody else keep your eyes on your own paper figure out who you are and what you have to offer with your own voice and that's terrifying that is a terrifying prospect because we're so used to being told well this is your job and here's your job description yeah what do you have to offer that's not that what and, and it's it's a process. It takes ages. I'm still working on it. It's been years since I've started trying to go my own way. Um, but until you sit down and start thinking about it, you're forever going to be that person saying, but guys. Yeah. That's so powerful. That's so, especially because I feel like we also live in a society that wants you to have a job and a job description. And I mean, it, I feel like that's kind of slowly changing just because technology has changed and the way we interacted has changed. And so now slowly these spaces are being made, you know, and I think it's it's not easier, but I feel like it's almost more practical for you to be able to live out loud and truly live out loud and make something of it and not just be your job and your job description. Mm -hmm. So do your shadow work, find your practice, go to fucking therapy, you know, don't. No, I, but so many people, I feel like, just had anxiety when we said, you know, just to do this and because how scary it is, but just do it. It just is. Find your truth. Like I said, it is terrifying and it hurts. It hurts like mm -hmm. hell. I sat and cried for days when I like finally made my breakthrough. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel better than ever. And that's not, you know, hype. It's not empty hype. It is truly, I have been able to let some things go. I have been able to things in perspective 
and just move on. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Whitney, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so, so much for taking time um, and talking about these topics and being open about it. And thank you for being an example of being authentic and living your life the way that you feel like it should be lived, because I feel like you are, you're setting an example and you are making space for others to do the same. And I think that's really beautiful and needed. Thank you so much. And, you know, thank you for creating a space for me to be able to share that. Cause like I said, this is the first time I'm, you know, really sharing the breadth of these things. And I think that says a lot about you as a person and, and, you know, the space that you're creating. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, everybody, Everybody who is here, thank you guys so much for sitting down and listening. All my Twitch people, you know I love y'all. That's my tribe right there. It's my crew. They in there. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Bun. Hi, Bander. Hi, Pixel. What's up, everybody? Y'all the best. Uh, <laughs> if you are watching this on YouTube or listening on a podcast, thank you so much for your time and attention. Please like, subscribe, and comment. And also, come and join the show live on Twitch. You can ask questions with the guests. You can ask questions to me. It's just a, it's a fun, interactive environment. Twitch.tv slash Crystal's Imagination. Go to crystalsimagination.com backslash talk show to get our schedule and buttons press them all that good stuff all right that's it i love you guys we out see you next week with very special guest james gapsby if you are a podcaster and looking to be a professional podcaster and you want to figure out what the fuck is happening on twitter and how to be a social media master james is the guy to talk to he runs a professional podcast and he has like fifty-eight thousand followers on twitter that he got organically so he's going to talk about running a professional podcast and being a twitter master that's next tuesday we'll see you then bye y'all well, hey, Crystal here. I wanted to thank you personally for joining us for this episode of Crystal's Imagination of the Talk Show. I hope you'll take a quick second to drop us a like, subscribe, leave a comment, and or a review. I would love to hear your feedback. If you have a guest suggestion, drop me a line at talkshow at crystalsimagination.com, or you can just send me a note and we can be email buddies. Want more podcasts? You can also check out the serialized fiction podcast of the same name, Crystal's Imagination. You'll find it on my YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out all the information down in the description. Till next time. <laughs>